Listening Dog Media. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule. We get it. With Lindsay Hooper, Hayley McQueen, and Kate Borsay. Hello and welcome to a brand new season of the Offside Rule podcast. The three ladies are back together. Hayley McQueen. We're back. <laughs> Kate Borsay. Hello. And myself, Lindsay Hooper. Hello. Um, what have you girls been up to during the summer transfer window? <laughs> Sitting around waiting for transfers. You all seem to be just flitting off to other European leagues, which isn't very good. So we're waiting for those big moves to happen. I went to Miami to visit the lovely Kay Murray, formerly of Real Madrid TV, now working as a big media broadcast out there in sport. Went to see a basketball game, my first ever basketball game. Yeah, the Miami Heat. It was all kind of the big playoff games and stuff like that. Leaves me. I'm so knowledgeable. (laughs) That's my analysis of that one. So I had a great time in Miami. Lovely. Kate, how about you? Well, I set myself a footballing mission for this summer. I got kind of bored about a month and a half ago waiting for the football season to start. So, um, as you know, I play football incredibly badly. I've never been taught properly how to play football. And uh, Continental were doing a media cup that took place last Friday. So I used that as my end game and decided to try and learn how to play football in four weeks. You'll find out how I got on by reading it soon somewhere, but I'll... I'll have to tell you. You're writing this up, aren't you, as an article? Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, And you can find out how I got on at the Conti Media Cup as well. Excellent. Well, I've got a bit of a footballing theme too. I went to Paris for about five days, absolutely beautiful, um, walking up to the Sacré-Cœur um, and everyone's marvelling at the beautiful building and I'm marvelling at a football freestyler <laughs> taking loads of pictures of this incredible guy. His talent was awesome. Right outside, he was on, stood on a pillar. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to put some of the pictures on our Twitter account and on our Facebook page. So at Offside Rule Pod and the Offside Rule if you want to find us on Facebook as well. And I'll put some pictures up but he was incredible. Um, but I think it's safe to say that we're certainly ready, aren't we, for the Premier League to start again. And it's the Premier League where we start with Topic 1 today. So this is what we've got coming up. Uh, we'll be talking in Topic 2 about getting techie. Goal line technology is back. And I'm going to ask you what technology you would like to see introduced into the uh, Football League and Premier League. And then at the end, I want you, and this is going to be hard, I know, for some of us, to adopt a footy team. 
uh, you have to do this other than your own team or teams because I know that you've got two Hayley mm-hmm. um, you have to choose someone else to adopt and follow for the rest of the season we've got Twitter topic of the week which Faye Carruthers our new editor will be voicing for us later um, and that's about it for our first one previewing the new season so let's get up and running and started with buy one get one free we all love a bargain we're girls we love a bargain of course we do. <laughs> uh, well, this one is a Premier League bargain. Um, so a new Premier League season, about to get underway. Of course, it's been a busy summer transfer at window, even if some of the activity hasn't all concluded yet. Uh, the main news has been about the big books, but there have also been a few players that have been transferred on a free, maybe outside of the Premier League. It can be across the Football League. Mm-hmm. So I want you to choose your favourite big books, Premier League summer signing, explain why you think they'll do well, but also pick a player who's been released or taken on a free transfer and is an absolute cracking bargain. Uh, We will start with Kate Borsay. Thank you very much, Lindsay Hooper. So whilst Wayne Rooney and Chelsea and all that speculation has been gathering momentum, we've quite forgotten that Chelsea have made some very good signings indeed. Jose Mourinho has been really, for him, fairly quietly going about his business. You'd expect it to be splashed everywhere in typical Mourinho style. But we've quite overlooked what's going on at Chelsea. And by the way, now I'm going to tip them for the league next season because their squad looks... Don't just steal my ideas, Lindsay Hooper. (laughs) Thank you. I got in there first. I'm with you. The bet's on already. Uh, So, yeah, so... um, He's made some very clever signings. Now, when Mourinho left Chelsea, he left quite an ageing squad. And OK, players have come through, Mata, Hazard, etc., Oscar. Um, But he's found them, again, kind of in a similar position, really, where the average age of the squad players is too high and he's needed to bring in a few youngsters. Um, And I have a love affair with the Bundesliga, so I've decided to continue that love affair and bring a player from the Bundesliga uh, in as my pick for Chelsea. So I'm going to go Andre Schürrle. It happened really early in the window. In fact, he was... I meant to move to Chelsea last or this time last year, but never ever happened. By Leverkusen, where he came from, wanted to hang on to him. He's come in for 18 million. I think he is a very good buy indeed. Uh, 22 has been playing on the left for Leverkusen, but he can um, go through the middle. And in fact, because of Chelsea's striking options, um, okay, I mean, Bar, yeah, okay, but never really looked like a top flight, you know. Um, never really looked like a stellar top-flight uh, striker. Torres, we know he's massively inconsistent. So if they continue with their striker issue and they don't catch a Rooney, you can expect to find Schürrle, I think, maybe playing in that more forward role. He is a product of the big shake-up in German football that happened after they um, exited the group stages without winning a game at Euro 2000. You know, you've got your Goetzes and your Marco Royce also from that era. Very exciting player to watch. Very, very pacey. Um, runs past defenders really, really well and still manages to finish with some aplomb. So really, really good. Um, uh, Really good goal ratio at under 19 and under 21 and pretty much a goal a game. Played 24 games, I think, for the Germany senior team, uh, scored seven goals. So not quite the goal ratio there, but that just indicates to me that maybe he's not had a starting position there or he's not sort of found his feet within the senior squad yet. A very exciting prospect for me. Um, Do you want me to go on to my free? Yes, please. For my free, um, Manchester City, they breed a certain type of bench warmer don't they? Uh, and I've chosen one of the bench warmers from last season, Colo Torre, who's moved from Manchester City to Liverpool on a free. I think that's a bit of a steal. I'm not a massive fan of the player, but I can't deny the fact that at 32, he still looks very strong, very fit. And I really think he'll do a job for Liverpool as well. Maybe a great replacement for Jamie Carragher because they need someone now, mm. don't they? Mm. Exactly. And if Aga goes off to Barcelona as well, we're going to need him even more. Um, 
He's got a whole lot more trophies in his cabinet than uh, most of the Liverpool squad put together. I think he must have about three Premier League titles or a couple of Premier League titles, three FA Cup Cups, I think. he. So, yeah, um, I think Brendan Rodgers is going to be incredibly grateful that he managed to ensnare him and bring him to the club. So, Colo Torre, my free bargain. Excellent. Hayley, what's your bug off? Bug off you. <laughs> I am going with a big signing for Swansea City. I haven't picked one of the top four. I have gone with one of the relative new boys to the league. They finished way higher than I think they thought they were going to last season. And I think they can carry this off. They have the stability. They have a really sharp looking side. And they have Wilfred. Wilfred Bonny or Boney, as we like to call him in Yorkshire. And uh, he is a player who signed from... Dutch side, Vitesse Arnhem. Don't know too much about Vitesse Arnhem, but what I do know is the stats speak for themselves. 31 goals in 30 games. You were mentioning there, weren't you, a little earlier, Kate, with Andre Schurler and his goals-to-game ratio. And it seems that the big strikers coming to the Premier League will be doing big things. So maybe we'll see more goals this season than last. That's what I predict, but less clean sheets. He signed for £12 million, so... I guess if it was a Manchester City or a Manchester United, you might not call that a massive, huge marquee signing, but it's still a lot of money. We forget that. Was that a club record signing for Swansea? It was a club mm. record signing, yeah. And I think he's going to link up really nicely with Michu. Michu, of course, scored 22 goals in all competitions last season, but was a makeshift striker. And he was playing in a position that he doesn't favour. And now that Bonny is coming to the um, league, <laughs> Bonny... Made it sound really... Really exotic, exotic yeah. Just say Wilfred Bonny, for God's sake. <laughs> Will he be? <laughs> he will return sort of a forward position behind a striker. So I think they'll link up very well. We saw hints of what's to come in their Europa League game, but I think that's going to be a really, really interesting, exciting sort of uh, partnership up front. He scored a brace, didn't he, in that first leg, 4-0 Swansea won against uh, Malmo. And I think for a player to have that impact, a bit like Michu, a bit like Carthola last season, for a player to have that immediate impact is hopeful. Freebie time. Here's my freebie. I've kind of been a bit naughty. I haven't picked one particular player. There are a lot to choose. Oh, Hayley. But come on. Hayley McQueen. I like to start as we mean to go on on the podcast. The Offside Rule podcast regular listeners will know we deviate on the topic sometimes. Is this what you've done? Are you the first one to crack? I've already cracked. First one in. It's actually, I've gone for a whole team who I think have done some really good what? business in terms of uh, doing free deals. And Hull, very thrifty so far. Mm. A couple of the frees that they've... Uh, already done deals on Steve Harper from Newcastle United uh, Jamie Devitt don't know too much about him but it's nice to see players from the lower leagues rising up and plying their trade in the Premier League Chesterfield he came for free and there's a Danny Graham he's on loan at the moment Mena Figueroa as well from Wigan on a free a couple of other signings for them for around about uh, the two million mark I won't mention them because they weren't free they still had to pay the big bucks but I think this is a season that Steve Bruce is absolutely determined to stay in the Premier League. He's used to being a Premier League manager. He doesn't want to play in the Championship. He wants to keep his side uh, up there and hitting the big time. And that's where he should be. He's a very good manager. But Hull, towards the end of last season, were useless. I watched quite a few of their games. I went with my dad. They won two, I think, of their last ten games. Perhaps I saw two of their last ten games. And even the ones that they won, they didn't really deserve to win. So they needed to make some Big money, you know, big signings, I should say, but don't have the money that some of the other clubs do. But I think Steve Bruce has actually gone about his business very well indeed. You'd have thought he was a Scotsman with those type of deals. 
You know all this Tiger stuff? Obviously, Cardiff changed the colour of their shirt, didn't they, to red. And that was very lucky for them. I just wonder if there's going to be uh, some sort of Premier League animalistic performance from the Tigers. Yeah, leopard print tops and tiger prints. (laughs) We're loving it. The wags are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leopard print leggings. I think you should adopt them as your team later and then in homage. (laughs) Um, Buy one, get one free for me. You know what? When I said big books, is £5 million classed as big books now? See, Hayley's saying yes. You're saying no. I mean, it's... Manchester City signed someone for five million. They'd probably be on the bench most weeks, but it depends what team this is, Lindsay. Okay. Well, I think it's an absolute deal. Um, I nearly went with a Swansea City player, John Joe Shelby, so I nearly teamed up with you with Boney, Bonnie, because um, I think Shelby's going to supply him quite a few yeah. inch-perfect passes. He's a brilliant player, and although he didn't do quite as well at Liverpool, I watched him at Charlton, and for £5 million for that move, I think he's going to excel at Swansea City, so watch out for Shelby. But he's not the one I'm going for. For an, Also, for £5 million, Chris Hewton has done some very fine business, I think, getting my namesake... Gary Hooper from Celtic to Norwich. This is just favouritism. Yeah, I'm a distant relative. No, he's not. Um, he scored, of course, 31 goals for the Scottish champions last season. He joined them from Scunthorpe in 2010 for 2.4 million and now has gone up in his um, value to 5 million. And of course, that's the case because 90 appearances, 63 goals. That's a 70% ratio. And he's been leading goal scorer for the last three seasons. Um, Celtic manager Neil Lennon himself has described him as the club's best striker since Henrik Larsson. What an accolade that is. Um, A three-year contract. And, of course, people who don't know Gary Hooper's background, that he was at Spurs originally as a youth player, he's worked with Chris Hewton and Colin Calderwood before, and I think that relationship is really going to excel him in the Premier League. And he has made no bones about it, the bony thing, (laughs) topic of the week. (laughs) Um, He really wants to get national um, England duty under his under his belt, and he's really hoping that Roy Hodgson will sit up and take notice. I think we're seeing a twelve plus goals player in his opening debut season in the Premier League. Um, he's got to score more than twelve. Oh, well, I think twelve would be a good return. I think twelve would be a good return to begin with. But I think it. I mean, what do you mean? There aren't many players, are there, nowadays that score more than more than twelve goals a season. But I just think Norwich will need him to score more goals than that. Okay, they brought in Van Voorswinkel, haven't they? Which is another interesting name for us to get our chops around. But I think if he's to do a job at Norwich and be a success, particularly for that money, remember if you look at it in relative terms, that is a big spend for Norwich. He's going to need to bang in more than twelve. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, well, I, I actually think he, I think he'll get around about twelve or more this season, and um, and I think it's an absolute steal. Um, perhaps even more of a steal, though, when you go to the free transfers, is someone moving out of the Premier League, but to a club who I think will return at the first time of asking, and that's QPR under Harry Redknapp. And um, the player in question is Danny Simpson, who in Newcastle. Now, when he joined Newcastle from Man United, I remember being so impressed. He got one hundred and thirty-seven first-team appearances in a spate of time with Newcastle and was a real first-team regular and an absolute stalwart at the back. He went out of favour a little bit last season, but I think it's time to rejuvenate Danny Simpson's career. I think he'll have a pivotal role at QPR and is the sort of player that Harry Redknapp really needs right now, someone who can really hold firm and also dig deep. He had too many of these flair players, didn't he? And he needs some some gritty uh, footballers amongst his team. So I think he'll get back to his best and I think that's my free transfer pick. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Jeff Stelling, and you're listening to The Offside Rule. Three women talking about football. I'm used to listening to four old women talking about football on Saturday afternoons, so I definitely prefer this. Uh, we'll move on to topic number two next, um, getting techie. Uh, are you technical? Uh, Kate Borsa, you like to try and have a go at building our website. You're quite techie. <laughs> I'm one of those people who say, no, I'm not technical, and then I get annoyed by people's slowness, so I get on the internet and try it myself. It takes about 15 days longer than it should do, but I am <laughs> up for a technical challenge if the mood takes me. I think I'm safe in saying that myself and Hayley maybe not. <laughs> no, I'm a doer and a failer. I, I try to do it and then I fail at it, then I get really annoyed and I'm so impatient. That's my worst quality. I don't have the patience to deal with technology when it doesn't work and I can't jump in the computer and rip out what I need to. Really I'm with you. Me. I'm with you. No yeah. patience and that's why I don't play golf either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it takes too long to be good. Can't handle it. I'm thinking I might take it up when I'm 55. My patience might be a bit better by then. Um, so let's talk about getting techie because goal line technology has been introduced into the Premier League for the first time this season. It's going to be an interesting debacle to take us through 2013-14. But it has inspired us to ask, what other technology would you like to see introduced in football? And you can dream big. You can go for absolutely anything and let your imagination go wild. And this time, I'm going to start with Hayley McQueen. There's a couple, actually, for me. I won't go into lots of detail, but one of them I have to mention because for those that listened to the podcast last season, we liked to get Mario Balotelli in quite a lot. We were absolutely <laughs> gutted when he left the Premier League we to go to Italy just because the comedy value had gone. So as soon as I heard that he was about to meet the Pope, <laughs> I panicked slightly and was thinking, Balotelli meeting the Pope. He didn't what? go armed with fireworks today. No, he was actually a very well-behaved young man. It is a bit like Mario Balotelli meets the Pope discuss. <laughs> <laughs> and, and actually, uh, Pope Francis had said there is no place for individualism to him and Lionel Messi as well. Oh. And uh, he's massive, massive football fans. And he said to them, you dear players are very popular, but you must have all the respect for each other and nice that one, it is it is teamwork people follow your example off the pitch as well as on it you have a social responsibility oh, go Pope. maybe a message on the big screens from the pope before every game to inspire yeah. everyone and to realize that you you know we're all sort of good good boys out there and you've got to have respect and if they don't then they're not allowed their daily sprinkling of holy water (laughs) (laughs) whatever that would be I'd quite like uh, referees to be mic'd up maybe behind the red button option I've got that one (laughs) because I think for, for young kids watching there may be sort of swear words and things coming from the players at them that you wouldn't like your children to hear I'd like to think not and I'd like to think that we have this kind of idea of what is being discussed with the referee that is very different and actually that the conversation is a lot, a lot more respectful so I put it behind the red button <laughs> like excuse me sir could you tell me why you've just awarded a penalty jolly good okay then thank you very much yeah. are you telling me that Wayne Rooney when he's given it all that is going alright ref uh, I didn't think that was out did you can I just check <laughs> um, I think he's saying some other things is he not I think a lot of those other things have got stars after them. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, though, it would give that increased clarity and understanding and the thinking that goes behind the big calls of a referee. I just think it would be fascinating to find out exactly what is being said. Maybe it would give some of the referees a bit of a chance to have more of a personality and actually it could kind of backfire and they forget about doing their job and worry too much about what they're saying. But I think it would have definitely a lot of increased respect for referees from the players because they would be more conscious about what they say because they know what they say will be getting picked up on on ref mic. 
So we want to see RefLink introduced, basically, from rugby into football. Mm. Hayley McQueen's suggestion. I'm going to take that one step further because I had thought of the RefLink idea and I thought, wouldn't it be great to hear the audio? Are you going to give them a microphone? No, I'm going to go RefCam. I want an, an actual like GoPro cam on the referee's head. So every time they go, well, maybe the referee's obstruction was, was yeah. you know, you couldn't Vision quite see that. You know, you, you hear that all the time, don't you? Match of the day, football first. They're always saying, uh, maybe his view was obstructed. This way, we get to know mm. exactly what he sees or she. Um, if that's to happen soon, I think it might. Mm. Um, so I want ref cam just to be able to log exactly what he's looking at. And then if we see the referee looking at, I don't know, a pretty lady in the crowd at some point <laughs> they get caught out <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah could you imagine halfway through the match you think that there's a penalty decision and you go to ref cam and he's looking at a lovely busty lady in the crowd so you've got the likes of kevin friend's eyes wandering <laughs> to the nearest peroxide sitting in standee <laughs> oh that, that's my stat i mean i'm in e e row 32 clattenburg <laughs> I'll be there. Zoom on in. <laughs> or getting dazzled by Cissé's fluorescent boots. Um, it'll be, I, I'd just love to see it. So, Kate, what have you got? I know sort of Sky did the likes of player cam where you can zone in on a particular player and watch their movement around a game. Yes. But I'd like a camera on the player because, again, I'm intrigued to know what, what, what these players are up to during a game. We're going very big brother here, aren't we? We want to listen to everything they do and watch every player and the referee. Quite how you could head the ball with a camera stuck on your forehead, kind of minor style, torch style. Um, I don't know, but I'm sure that there's a way of disguising it in the, in the logo of the shirt or something. Or chip them like they do dogs. And also prisoners. <laughs> uh, so uh, a player cam, a proper player cam. Mike's on the refs I mentioned. Isn't it about time we had kiss cam in football? Oh. What do you think? Yeah. Do you remember when David Beckham and Victoria, I think wasn't it just this summer when they were at um, a baseball game, I think. Or probably was even basketball out in um, America. And it wasn't Miami Heat, was it? Oh, David. <laughs> I'm up here, row 96, right at the back. Dun, 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 As I come piling down the stairs, his kiss cam is... Woo, David! Yeah, but the, yeah, they did, they did a big love heart and, and he actually didn't kiss Victoria. He was with his um, family and his little girl and he gave his little girl a big kiss. It was very Aww. cute. Do you think Victoria would have smiled if he kissed her? No, I don't She's either. She's a bit more lately. I saw a half smile in a photo recently. There's an improvement for you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, kiss cam, perhaps increase the number of couples going to games. Perhaps you could get kind of male buddies kissing each other in a friendly way. I don't know. <laughs> Break down a few barriers. Uh, in all seriousness, OK, I would like there to be a way of enforcing a lifetime ban from a football ground. Because at the moment you can get a lifetime ban and you could feasibly get a ticket from elsewhere and go back again the next season. So I would like there to be a way. And I wouldn't like it to be, you know, everyone has to kind of palm print in or do a fingerprint in or anything um, but I just think there needs to be a way of enforcing a lifetime ban it should be a lifetime ban but unfortunately a lot of these banned uh, spectators are coming back into grounds well why don't we merge two of your ideas there and instead of kiss cam kick you out cam <laughs> and we can have like a mini watchdog parade at the start yes. of did you yes. see this last week yes. they're no longer here in the stadium they've been kicked out and then we can make a program out of it it'd be like big brother ref cam kiss cam <laughs> bad man in the crowd cam Crime Watch. 
Uh, anti-dive technology. God knows how you do it, how but many I'm. Have you got? Well, I don't. I'm, I'm, I mean, I was on the train this morning and I started to think technical. Anti-dive technology. You mean like splints at the back of your legs? So you can't I don't bend know. And fall over. I don't know how you do it, but I'm just putting it out there. If you've got yeah. any suggestions, good listeners, please get them in. I'm sure we can ask for that on Twitter, actually. Any more suggestions of technology you'd like to see introduced into our fine game, our beautiful game, uh, at Offside Rule Pod is the Twitter account. Hi, I'm Paul Merson, and you're listening to the Offside Rule Podcast. Uh, we've got a final topic for you, and topic three is adopt a footy team. This came to me because um, I actually, at about the age of eight, nine years old, um, got bought a donkey, Tufty. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer with us. Um, oh. And I know there's a sad tinge to this tale. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> but I love Tufty. But he was, a, <laughs> he was a horse. <laughs> where, did, where did Tufty live? Uh, in Norwich. <laughs> I went to visit him once. Along with Gary Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the new home. Um, so Red Hills Horse Sanctuary or something like that. Red Wings. And my auntie bought it me, adopted me a donkey for a birthday. I love this donkey. Had a picture for ages. Tufty. <laughs> We're going way too. We're dwelling too much on the donkey. But... It's only just dawned on me this isn't a cuddly toy, is it? No. <laughs> Were you lacking in friends when you were that age? No, um, but I, I loved it. No. And she had Tufty, that was her best friend. <laughs> anyway, it made me think of adopting a football team instead. <laughs> so um, as I pull myself together, um, I want you to choose your very own Tufty. <laughs> um, <laughs> adopt a football team. I want you to name the team from anywhere in the football league. It can't be in the Premier League um, and it can't be your own team. Now, seeming as you both support Premier League sides, it's only me that's really affected by this because I support League One lowly Wolves. Um, but I can't pick Wolves. You can't pick Middlesbrough, Hayley. Um, so go for someone else and tell me why. And you've got to give us random updates throughout the season. So this isn't a one-off. You've got to actually follow them. Uh, Kate. When I was younger, about, gosh, eight or nine, in our classroom, it was all about two things. It was the NFL, which was really big at the time. So your stationery was either NFL or it was about Oxford United, one of my local clubs. Uh, so I'm going to re-adopt because I haven't followed them as closely as I should have done for a local girl moving to London when I was 16. I, something to do with their collapse down the leagues as well. Um, in their heyday... <laughs> exactly. At least I'm admitting it. Uh, but I was always a Liverpool supporter, but of course a bit of local interest. In those days, it was all Ray Houghton, John Aldridge um, and Dean Saunders, actually. Uh, but they did skydive down the leagues and now they're back in League 2. They've been there for three or four seasons. Uh, manager Chris Wilder remains in charge there. So I'm going to adopt them and see how they get on. They've had a good start to their season. Won both uh, league matches so far but they've, they're out of the Capital One Cup. Um, all I can say is if Oxford's good enough for Tim Henman and Timmy Mallet, it's good enough for me. OK, so you've gone for Oxford United I have gone for a big team. We all know that my hometown team is Middlesbrough. If you don't, you do now. There you go. Up oh, the borough. The borough's going up. It's a little song from back in the day. Don't sing it often now. Yeah. And Manchester United are my team because that's where I was born and that's the, the team I followed all my life. But um, there's another team that is of slight interest to me and I'm going to pick them up and adopt them for this season. Accrington Stanley. Who are they? Exactly. <laughs> Remember the advert? Oh, yes, the famous milk advert from, from the childhood, from our youth. Accrington Stanley are a team that my granddad played for. No 
in the 1950s. I didn't actually know this until about maybe 10 years ago. I knew my granddad was a footballer. I knew he played in goal. My dad was a defender, also played for Manchester United. Hence, that is the, uh, the big team that I support as well. I was born there when he played for them. But my granddad, who went on to become a security guard and a night watchman, was not in cricket in, in a big factory, um, just so you know. He was goalkeeper. And actually, he was mentioned in a book um, by Bumble, David Lloyd, and big Accrington Stanley fan as well. So that was one of his heroes when he was growing up, which is really kind of weird to read because lots of people talk about my father and his football career and not so much my granddad, um, who actually gave my dad his love of football. So he played for Accrington Stanley back in the day. So there, it's another team with a bit of a family tie. So I thought I'd tie that in. So they popped up. James Beatty. As yeah, their manager, yeah, which yeah. is just really weird seeing yeah. him there. And apparently he had to clean the toilets of Accrington Stanley before a big pre-season game, which I think was against Everton. So he really is getting stuck in. Came in as a player manager and uh, he started the season very strangely. And this is why I want to follow them, because they are so unpredictable. They beat Middlesbrough in the Capital One Cup at the start of the season. So I shouldn't be following Accrington Stanley and taking them on because they beat one of my teams. They held Portsmouth to a draw. It was actually a really, really good game. I watched that one live. But then they lost 4-1 to newly promoted Newport County. who have just entered the Football League after 25 years. So very unpredictable. Goodness knows what's going to happen to them for the rest of this season. I think they finished about 18th in League Two last season. Um, so I they're aiming to do higher than that. I don't think they're going to go down with James Beattie in charge. I think it's going to be a very exciting season for them. They're just a little bit different for me. And that leads on nicely to the fact that um, I'm going for Newport County. <laughs> so um, that's who I'm going for. Back in the Football League, as you say, after 25 years. Managed by Justin Edinburgh, who actually has been doing a fine job indeed. Um, it's the only the third season that they've been a full-time outfit. Um, They've slowly climbed the English pyramid uh, since reforming. And they beat Accrington, like you say, 4-1. Then they went on to beat Brighton in the League Cup at the Amex. 3-1. OK, they lost a 3-1 to Northampton recently. But can I just still say, from that game against the Cobblers, they dominated. They had 17 shots on goal compared to the Cobblers' eight. So I still think they're going to get loads of goals this season. They're going to stay in League Two. And I'm going to really support them, but especially because next up they've got West Brom in the cup. (laughs) Beat West Brom! Um, So I will be supporting them all the more for that. Twitter Topic of the Week. Next up, we're going to Twitter Topic of the Week. A slight change to this because our editor, Faye Carruthers, is now the voice of Twitter mm. Topic of the Week and she's got a fine voice at that. She's also one of, one of the voices of Five Live too, so we're very pleased with this new transfer in, aren't we? Anyone who listens to sort of Scott Mills Radio 1 and the Radio 4 lady, this is what I want it to be like. <laughs> um, so she selected all our best uh, responses for Twitter Topic of the Week and here's what she's got. I'm blushing and not worthy. Thank you very much for the lovely introduction, ladies. We've been asking you to tweet us at Offside Rule Pod to tell us who you think is going to turn out to be the star of the new 2013-14 Premier League season. We've had loads of responses. Here are just a few for you for week one. Mark Bonner says Kevin De Bruyne, Van Ginkel, Azard, Oscar, Lukaku. You can take your pick at Chelsea. Luke Prentice says Aaron Ramsey if he carries on his pre-season form and his form from the back end of last season. Rob Pick says Wilfred Boney or Bonnet at Swan 
Swansea for me, which is who Hayley went for as well. We still haven't, of course, decided how to pronounce his name. Charlie Lever also says Boney, but he's also excited about Paulinho, Zaha and the return of Nicola Anelka. He says he can see them all making an impact this year. Brent Hartland tweeted us saying he expects Victor Wanyama to be immense along with Schneiderlin. Villa fan James Partridge thinks that Tonyev's going to be one to keep an eye on. He says he's looked good in pre-season for Villa and could be an exciting addition. And Dom Carter says Philip Coutinho. He saw glimpses of what he can do at the end of last season and he's definitely one for the fantasy football teams. There you go. We'll be putting out our Twitter topic of the week for week two shortly. So send your responses to us and hopefully we'll read them out next week. Fake Reathers with our Twitter topic of the week. Well, remember that you can listen every single Thursday at Offside Rule Pod on Twitter is our account and we have the Offside Rule page on Facebook. Uh, we will have a website at some point as well, courtesy of Kate Borsay and Richard. Richard Laverty. As soon as Kate learns how to do it, yes. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, girls. See you next week. Thank you. See you soon. Adios. The Offside Rule. We get it. 